you've you've made a big push on retail. What was the biggest pain in making that switch? Train our current workforce to do that, which we found was was very difficult to reach. And so you had to find the right people with like the right background. We had to find A players. Why did you guys make the switch? Kind of got tired of the toxicity of the insurance restoration world. What do you guys think is like more lucrative? Retail or insurance? What do you think is actually more lucrative? Retail, 100%. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Book Better Leads podcast. And today I have the pleasure of having on Kent Panovec and JT Oliet. You guys can say your names for the audience if you if you want to. No, you hit you it. Nailed it. Nailed it, man. Right, nailed it. Let's end it. We're good. Let's yeah, just stop. We Maven, <laughs> Maven on, and these guys are kicking ass. I had requests for you guys on the podcast. So obviously you're doing some things out there in the, the roofing community, helping people. Uh, we're talking about transitioning from insurance, kind of insurance only to retail, really insurance to retail. Cause you guys still do some insurance, but you've, you've made a big push on retail. What was the biggest pain in making that switch? What was the, the toughest part? I think the 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 toughest part is is we had all our systems, processes, and procedures for going to market were around selling a contingency, um, and that that was basically in our mind order taking. And so, if we were going to move to a sales model where you really had to flex a sales muscle, then we either needed to train our current workforce to do that which we found was, was very difficult to retrain after they were so used to, um, you know, saying, you know, you only have to pay your deductible to, um, and, and so you had to find the right people with like the right background. We had to find a players and we had to put a system and process around them, uh, to enable them to be successful in the home. And so, so that it, switch, did you see a lot of people fall off and you had to get new people? Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. We also did. Real, I was one time I was sitting in an office with a, a insurance restoration company and the, the CEO is right there, $40 million company, new sales guy. He was training them directly and he was, and I, I like added like a little tip in there, which I don't know what I thought I knew more than a $40 million CEO, but you know, about sales and he goes, no, but you don't, you're not even selling. You just have to make sure they know they can get this roof paid for. You know what I mean? Like almost like scolding me for even trying to like do a little sales tip. It's funny how <laughs> it's true. Like I think even insurance restoration companies know it. They know they're, you know, we can say, Oh, it's not selling. They know it's not selling. Right. Yeah. You know, you don't, they, it's not that it's not hard. They're not out there. They're out there grinding. It's just, it's a different skill set. And the main thing is, you know, we, we don't want to discourage or, or, you know, um, not give credence to the guys out there knocking doors, grinding, you know, doing insurance. It's, that's a grind. But, mm -hmm. um, what you have to do is come to the table with a totally different value proposition. It's no longer mm -hmm. that the insurance is going to pay for your roof. It is now, um, I've got to add value. Um, I've got to show you why, uh, the value's there and I have to earn the right to ask for the check. And you're asking for the full amount. And so um, this is not a small dollar amount um, that people want to invest. They're not really thinking, I'm saving for a new roof. Uh, that's not exciting. Um, it's a necessity. 
And so oftentimes you're going in and delivering bad news and then asking for a very large sum of money uh, at the same time. And so, you know, the value. It sounds, it sounds hard. JT, why? Why did you guys make the switch? If, if it is harder. Well, I think we talk a lot about on our business and our team about building a, a brand and a business that's going to last for a long time. Um, let, we talk about generational business. We want to pass this on to generation to generation, some of this business wealth that we're trying to create. Um, and uh, when you look at where the country's going with insurance, uh, having reliance, over-reliance in any one area is probably unsafe. So we were probably overbalanced and, or overweight, excuse me, in, in insurance. Recognize that in our first few years, we needed to have more of a, a balanced approach to how we go to market was part of it. Um, another thing is, you know, when you build a business, you want to be proud of it, what you do. And um, for me personally, kind of got tired of the toxicity of the insurance restoration world. Um, you know, the insurance company, the homeowner and, and the salesman are, you know, all three of them are, are at each other's neck in some which, some which way. You know, the insurance company is trying to drive a wedge between the customer and the contractor. And we didn't want to put our name behind that long, long term. You know, we still do insurance restoration, um, but it's not our, our desire. Uh, we'd rather, um, you know, control the narrative with, you know, when you're going to put the roof on, how much we're going to charge and what we're going to deliver to that customer and the product and service we're going to do. We really don't control that narrative as much when we're working off insurance proceeds, insurance mm. work. And so um, we're kind of, you know, we can't really do our best work when we're running off of insurance sometimes or mm. delivering the best product. Um, and so it also brings the culture of negativity to the culture of, uh, you know, potential upset clients, even though it's not our fault, we still get kind of, you know, a lot of that backlash and uh, that I think affects the culture. So we wanted to balance that out. Um, okay. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful reason to want to switch. I think, I think the, I agree 100% with those things. Some people would say, what do you guys think is like more lucrative? If you had to do one or the other retail or insurance, what do you think is actually more lucrative? Retail. 100%. Okay, because I, I hear different conflicting things. Like people want to tell me insurance is, you know, like obviously I think it's retail guys want to say it's retail. Insurance guys want to say it's insurance. Why do you think that retail is more lucrative? There's a lot of hidden costs in insurance that I think people don't take into account. So you look at it and say, oh, it's a higher square per square price. But how long did you spend chasing that extra money? And so – and what is your time to revenue? And so there's opportunity loss there. And um, your what are your finance fees? Because you're carrying the credit and uh, basically offering a 0% loan to this homeowner while you're waiting for them to get their insurance check. Woo, that's good. That's absolutely good. And then the other thing is like, okay, so we say we don't negotiate with the insurance company. <laughs> you know, like we're not doing that. There's all the UPA laws or whatever they are. But at the same time, all that back and forth with the homeowner about it, like this, like, that's all like work. And in my opinion, in a way, that's like you putting in work for the insurance company. Mm -hmm. You're like doing free work for the insurance company mm -hmm. by, by educating and like 
basically being a fiduciary for this homeowner's money and their, their policy. You're trying to help. You're, you're not like, you're not supposed to give all this guidance, but you know, it requires half, you know, all these conversations. And so it's like, why is that on the contractor half the time? You know, it's kind of an annoying. And that is like, like somebody's talking about, you shouldn't be charging more for insurance, whatever. And it's like, you know how much more work you're doing? Mm-hmm. It's so much more work. Mm-hmm. It's so much, it's risk. It's all these different things. So I don't know. I, I think it's wild to say you, you know, you can't charge more. But someone's got to incur the cost, whether it's going to hire a supplementing company to do this for you, or like us, we have our own claims manager, or if you're, you know, maybe lighter, you might have your sales rep do, do all this work, but someone's got to get paid for that extra work. It just, you know, it doesn't get, you know, come out of thin air. So, um, you know, if you could do less, uh, and earn more and speed up the process, I think that's the answer. Um, and still, you know, I think homeowners hire us to be roofers first. Um, and I think the ultimate what matters most is putting on a damn good roof. And I don't, I don't think in the roofing space, we focus enough on the roofing installation, um, mm. delivering on the best damn roof we can for that client. We, when you start going on insurance, you start trying to be really good at like manipulating the system to get the most amount of money. And you start, you start, stop forgetting you stop stop remembering what you're here for which is putting on a damn yeah. I, I believe it i feel it what is roof rejuvenation uh how does that play a role in what you guys are doing now i know that that's something it, how long have you guys been doing roof rejuvenation what about a year and a half now um it's huge i mean you before it was pretty much you know we could if, if you had a newer roof, we could certainly repair it, but there weren't a lot of options for anything that a roof that had some age on it. And maybe you were only missing a couple shingles. And so now we have an offering where we can go in and truly rejuvenate the roof, repair it for the same, if not better margins than replacing the entire roof. And the lifetime value of that customer is increased because when it does come time to replace the roof, they're going to come back to us. So we get to rejuvenate it. We get to replace it and hopefully rejuvenate it again. So the lifetime value of that customer is much greater uh, with roof rejuvenation. Not to mention word of mouth. Yes, 100%. Repair is a great uh, word of mouth. And I think rejuvenation is part of that, especially if it does look better at the end of that. It does. Um, you guys use ugly roof. Uh, and that's that's the main thing that you've used for the lifetime of roof rejuvenations at your company. May I ask a question? Cause I'm about to get my roof rejuvenated. Um, and I'm super excited about it, but, and I, I like had a roofer in my area. I'm like, you got to do ugly roof and I'll be your first roof and all that. Right. But how much is the average ugly roof? Uh, I'm thinking about my price tag. Like literally I just was on my roof, like with the, the dude inspecting it. How much is the average one? I would say, uh, you know, you're you're looking anywhere, depending on the market and the steepness and, you know, how complicate, complicated it is, whether you're going to include repairs in that as well or anywhere yeah. from. There's going to be some small repairs. On yeah. That. So you're anywhere probably from 100 to upwards 140 a square on average, just depending on how in-depth it is. But, mm. um, you know, part of the, 
part of the beauty about that. put it in homeowner for me. <laughs> What's that? Put it in homeowner language for Probably. me. Yeah, sorry, twenty five hundred <laughs> to three three thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what kind of mansion you live in over there, but uh, you know. Yeah, hey, it's not bad back here. <laughs> Looks like you got a flat roof over there. It's a quarter of the hey. cost of a roof replacement. Yeah, typically, typically, yeah. Okay, so it's a, that's awesome. It's a great intern. I mean, honestly, the the point of ugly, you know, we're we're supposed to, we we as roofers, we don't do a great job of selling what the client really needs. We sell them what we want them to have. So, ugly roof opens up a a a, a channel in which we can still serve a customer um, with an affordable solution that works within their budget, their timeline and their long-term plan for their home. So I feel like for some reason, so I'm in roofing, but I, I can go into homeowner brain. I mean, I definitely, I can't translate a square. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I'm a marketer. Okay. Yeah. But I, it's funny. Like that's exactly why I'm like, I want, I want my guys to be doing this. You know what I mean? I want our clients to be, it's also good for marketing, by the way, like the repairs thing, yeah. uh, huge because people don't know, they don't know what they want. You know what I mean? They don't, they just want the thing fixed. Right. And so that's why I kind of push people on that a little bit. Um, as you're talking to other roofing companies, why is it so good for them though? Let's, let's, let's finish off the ugly roof conversation. Why would they do that? Like, um ultimately because it's a lot of work too like you have to like kind of get up on this program train all your new people you know i know that they help like ugly roof does the trailer and stuff like that there there's no when you talk about a true partnership there's no better partnership in the industry or maybe any industry than there is with ugly roof and their partners the amount that they invest in you it's not just the solution and the system they're they're doing sales training for you uh, at least for us, you know, they offer it and mm -hmm. they're in our sales meetings on a biweekly basis. This is part of the program. Wow. They're making sure that we're hitting our numbers. Profitability is much greater uh, with this product. And the fact that you can, can increase the lifetime value of your customer. To me, there's really no downside, um, especially if you're going to adopt their system. They, they just invest in their partners time and time again. And they're so open with their systems and processes that are working for them. Um, we've not found that. Let's, know, let me do one more little question here. Um, one more little question. Like, so related to that, excuse me, sorry for interrupting. My wife says I'm terrible at that and I need to work on it. So I apologize. <laughs> um, I like for those, for somebody who has incorporated ugly roof, but is not like, doing a ton of it at the moment. Cause I've talked to people like that where they're like, yeah, it was a good idea. Or like they're doing some of it, but they're not doing a ton of it. What do you think they could do to do more of it? Cause. To do more ugly roof. Yeah. Like what, what do you think they could? Cause I mean, that's, you know, I have a lot of roofers that, that are our clients. So like I've had people say, well, we're not doing a ton of ton as, or we're not doing as much as we wanted to do. And maybe it's a, it's a market thing. No, I think it's a commitment. I mean, so, I mean, let's be honest in this industry, we've got a good amount of roofers that subcontract out everything out. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a commitment towards hiring W2 employees, which we've, we just hire only W2 employees now mm -hmm. um, and training our repair teams uh, to properly install and why it's good for them um, and why it's good for the client. 
and then training our sales team why it's good for them and why it's good for their clients and showing that, hey, we can make, um, you can make just good commission and serve the client better. And oh, by the way, install it 10 times faster, have less overhead and less cost of goods sold and risk as a business owner to install it. We're talking much cheaper material and labor to do this. Um, and your sales commissions are not far off from where it can be on a roof replacement. Um, Cause is that higher percentage? Oh yeah, the, much the margins are much higher, you know? RoofCon's amazing. Getting to see all the speakers like Nick and Eric and especially Tim Tebow. Very exciting and eye-opening. Amazing speakers and great knowledge. Keep it up. First RoofCon, been following Hunter and the Revolt Clan for quite some time. And it's definitely been a lot more than what we expected. RoofCon 2023 returns to Orlando, Florida, November 9th through the 11th. Get your tickets at RoofCon.com. And it's, you know, the other thing you have to think about is when you go into any new product, any new program is we, you're making that investment like JT's talking about is there's a market adoption period and we yeah. have to go out and commit dollars to educating the market on this new product. Cause this is not yeah. something in a lot of markets that people are familiar with. And so yeah. if you're not willing to make that investment, um, it, it's gonna be, your, your revenue is going to be delayed. And it's going to be a long road, but anything you commit yeah. to that's new in your market, you better put marketing dollars towards. The, the recipe for a failure and ugly roof, in my opinion, is putting ads out and expecting people to call you asking to clean, mm -hmm. clean and rejuvenate their roof. I mean, the first yeah. step is education. Maven actually means expert. We take the pride in being an expert in roofing and teaching our customers about roofing. And so the first step is a commitment to getting the product into the hands and the education into the hands of the customer. If you think you're going to market to it and they're just going to call you, they don't, they still don't know what it means um, through your marketing channels. So, you know, a great strategy is go door to door and, and spread the word of what this is. Um, and, and I think you've got to hustle and go get it. If you're going to, like I said, commitment, you've got to go out and commit that we're going to put, put an all in on this. And we're going to bring this information right to their doorsteps. If you're not going to do that, you're, you're not yeah. going to hustle that way. Then, you know, you are going to struggle to get those leads. I think market adoption is five to 10 years away from this. In reality, just where people know what it all means. So you've got to be a front runner right now. And uh, not everyone's willing to do that. They see the high dollar amounts and the root replacement. So they're just focusing on what they know. Mm hmm. And I just want to add a few things on the like how to get the word out on this thing, because we're thinking about it. I think of it as repairs or marketing repairs. The sure. fact that we love repairs. Yeah. We want to do repairs like some roofing companies don't want to do repairs. We're willing to do repairs and we're willing to do them right. And not only that, we're willing to give you a little secret sauce here. Whatever, whatever your brand, because you can brand ugly roofing in whatever way. The, I don't know if you guys have a sub brand for it, but you know you certainly can do that. But it's repairs. You do like if you're doing Google ads, you're doing um, SEO campaigns, you're doing content around repairs, 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 repairs. We love repairs. And then as a sub point, it's like not only do we repair, we also we can rejuvenate your roof. It's like a repair plus, you know, or whatever it happens to be. And I think that that's the way you kind of can push this out there. Cause there is search volume. There are, there is awareness. Like I never want to be the guy that has to educate, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to educate the total market. And like you said, like no one's searching this yet. Mm -hmm. So as people learn to search it, 
we're, we're marketing repairs and then making the switch. And I just think it's a sub point on the repairs page. That's and then maybe too. there's a rejuvenation page. There could be a page, but it's just probably not going to get a lot of volume per se just yet yeah. until we are the, the change. I mean, it's, it's, it's bottom line. It's an upsell uh, on the repair. Um, when you can sit down in front yeah. of a client and guarantee your roof that you didn't install from a leak, leak free warranty that you're honoring, and you never installed the roof. There's a lot of value add to the client at that point to to consider that offering. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's an add on um, option to every repair for sure. I'd say we find probably more like seventy percent of our repairs end up going rejuvenation because of that. Mm. I love that. All right, so we talked about roof rejuvenation. I mean, if we zoom out, you're talking about adoption in your company. There's a lot of you got to market it. And you got to create adoption and you kind of got to commit hard. That's why you don't want to make giant tons of giant changes. Uh, my roof rejuvenation guys just leaving. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're checking out what else needs to be repaired. There's tons of other things that need to be like, you need to commit hard to your few changes you're doing per year. You don't want to do these giant, too many giant changes in one year. If you're committing internally, if there's there's no bigger change than going from insurance to retail though is there any other things that you want to share that you know you had to have some turnover you had to hire you had to hire some more a players you had to create this new culture and this expectation around sales is there anything else you want to share as far as that shift goes to really make that change stick i mean the the number one thing is this is a methodical thing that's going to take time it, you cannot just turn off the faucet and say, we're retail today. It, it's a yeah. slow progression um, to, you know, you're just inching away or biting away at those, the, the percentages. And eventually you make that switch. Um, but it is going to be a very long-term commitment. This is not something you can look at in the, in the very short term. Um, it took us probably a year to really see traction. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, understand that going in it's a commitment it's an investment yeah um and you can't take your ball off the money maker while that's happening yeah i mean i think we went from a 90 90 insurance to a 50 50 within one year mm-hmm. and um it's a big move um and we're in an insurance market on the east coast wind market so um, and i think it served us well for sure I will say the the thing that I get the most is guys in that two range that are kind of like my sales guy, guys, a couple guys, you know, are wanting leads and they come to me and they think that like a marketing agency is going to help them flip from storm to retail. And it's such a big deal that I kind of want to say like, well, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to, there's no marketing agency in the world that's going to like fix that for you. Because if I started, let's say I started turning on retail leads for you, you know, then (laughs) there's so much other stuff that has to change. It's not like your, your guys are going to suddenly know how to change these. And we don't just get, storm red you know storm damage leads it's not like every single one of these has an insurance component to it so that's the toughest part for me as a marketing agency 
I just tell them you should do at least like start with like lo- Google guaranteed yeah. and like, and work on your sales process and, and like know that not everyone has a, a claim and then work on the sales process there. Like, cause those leads, if you can't close a Google guaranteed or a local service ads lead, then may, you know, a bunch more like Google ads leads or SEO leads aren't going to, you'll, you know, fix it you'll never get traction. Like we've always run Google and we, we have great results, you know, I think. Um, but, um, you will never have consistent results until you put in systems and process and procedures where that sales presentation is the same across the board. And so mm. we can tweak, tune and modify, but we always present the same way, whether that's insurance or retail, it's the same value proposition. You're talking the same thing to the homeowner and it's a methodical approach. We use a tool called engage where our guys mm-hmm. use our guys walk, uh, the customer through this journey, and it's the same every time. And if it's not the same every wow. time, a prescriptive approach, then it's like just shooting, shooting in the dark. What do you love about Engage, by the way? I've heard, I, I've seen a demo. It looks really cool. I just like from your perspective, what do you think is the big value prop? Um, I think whether you're new or you've been here ten years, it's a guide in which to keep you on track because we're all human and we can get off track. Um, so once you understand you guys look at the analytics, yeah, I mean, the analytics are great. Um, <laughs> Cause it tells you how, how far they got in certain presentations. I, I so think that may be good yeah. here and there. We can overanalyze yeah. and d- dig into the details too much and over, over data analyze. And I think, you know, there does come a component, which we've learned through our leadership Academy over the last few years where um, there's a difference between kind of micromanaging and leading. And uh, you can quickly, data can quickly turn you into a micromanager um, mm-hmm. versus, you know, giving them the tools, the why, the how to, and letting them drink, drink out of that, you know, that, that coffer as, as, they're, as they need. First, one more micromanaging possible point. Have you heard of Rilla? Oh, yes. yes. We've, we've considered yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I, I just have been hearing really good things about that. He's been uh, the, the, Sebastian or whoever the the main guy yeah. is from Rilla has been around, yep. but like I'm just hearing a lot more roofing companies talking about it, so it must be pretty cool. Yeah. They, oh, it integrates with Engage. By the way, that's the mm-hmm. one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, it, you know, it's it's a, it's a great tool, um, it, but it's just a tool. And as yeah. good as the leaders that are implementing and coaching that tool, so um, we certainly could get dive into details and Engage, but the Gauge is not going to sell it. It's the person understands what's behind the Engage. When it comes down to you know trying to find business in the winter, when when the storm's over, when there's no fresh damage to work, we'll go back to Hill Trace. We'll track down a swath that you know most contractors haven't had the opportunity to go out and, and address yet because they're so busy chasing the big storm. You know, as long as we've got a date within reason, we can chase that storm. We can pick up jobs. We can pick up leads. That is funny. When like whenever you have some success, and then somebody like they hear about you using a tool, they're like. The tool must have done it. Yeah. I need to get the tools. I'm going to get all the tools and then I'm going to yeah. fix my business. I think you're. I think what you do is you, you, you pull on that lever when a guy's struggling after a while, you start to pull into that data to inform your direction of where you're going with that guy. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's struggling in some area. It's like, well, let's look at all the tools and see if there's one thing here that's speaking to a reason why maybe we're not performing at our best. Um, but, you know, that I, I think in this industry, there's a lot of tools and we've been victim of this, getting involved in 
too many tools and we've scaled back and just kept it trying to keep it simpler and simpler. So there's some value in that because, you know, any of these sales reps in this industry uh, coming in, especially as we do, we don't really hire reefers to come in with no experience. Um, you can throw a lot at them really quick and drown them. Yeah. So. Absolutely. All right. I just want to touch on one more thing that you said, folks, ask you guys about. You guys are installing F-Wave. That's right. Um, and what is, you know, as far as that goes, why do you like, obviously, I love the product. It's gorgeous. The roofs look incredible. But why do you like selling it? And I guess how much of it are you selling? You, it's, you know, it's kind of maybe a little harder to sell, right? Because it's more expensive. So just curious how much of it you're selling and then what you like about selling that product. How much are we selling right now? I don't um, sell so maybe two to three, uh, roofs a month. It's not a super high volume. Um, uh, but yeah. the fact of the matter is, you know, the only thing that we had for some of these higher end customers was a designer shingle. And honestly, when you look at it, we really didn't see a differentiator from a marketing perspective with that designer shingle. So we went yeah. to work and we can market the heck out of this, uh, F wave shingle. Uh, we shot it with a shotgun. Uh, we lit it on fire with a blowtorch or tried to. You know, we did a lot of crazy stuff with it. And um, it just installs beautifully. And when you put the drone up, you're just like, wow, that is something completely different. And we love the way it looks. We love the way it performs. It installs like a regular shingle. It is not messy. And it is beautiful. And you know what? It just holds up. So our experience so far has been great. And it's a differentiator, you know, not many people, if any, are offering it in our market. And so it's just one more thing we can do to differentiate ourselves in a field of roofers. Um, as a marketer, I love it because it's like such a good looking thing. And you can just, you can push those pictures. And even if somebody doesn't go with that, mm -hmm. even if they go with rejuvenation at the end of the day, like you got their attention with this incredible, you know, whatever. So I think it's just like, yeah, like you said, for marketing, it's a huge, I mean, it's a huge opportunity and any kind of premium product really is a huge marketing opportunity just to like everyone else is showing the basic shingle and you're showing these and saying this is an option. Yep. You may not buy it, but it's an option through us. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it demonstrates really well from an interactive perspective. Like if you think of Cutco, because you can, you can scrape this stuff and then hit it yeah. with a yeah. lighter and it heals. It goes completely yeah. back to the way it was. So now you're an in-home presentation that's interactive and you're seeing something magical happen. So. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I've heard things. Oh God. I've heard things that it fades. Is that, do you know anything about that? Like, or have you just, heard have people, you heard that? I've heard people say that it has not been our experience. Um, yeah. And, and we hope that's not the case, but we also know that, um, F wave so far stood behind their product. And, yeah. um, you know, we're hopeful that if that, that did occur, that they would step up to the plate, take care of the homeowner. Okay. I like it. All right. Anything else you guys want to, uh, mention regarding in, going from insurance to retail that you think would help, uh, other roofers before we wrap up? Mm -hmm. Make it happen. Go do it. Make it happen. Do it. Go, up. Do, it. Go do it. Yeah. It's not for, do it for the legacy. Yeah. It's the legacy. Yeah. Gentlemen, I love your guys' reasoning for doing this. And I also love that you said, like, you respect the hustle of the insurance game and you respect the 
the effort with knocking doors and all these different things and all that's like, you know, we're not getting out of the effort. The effort just transitions to other areas and other things. And, um, but thank you guys so much for being on. Um, really appreciate it. Where can people go and check you guys out? You can hit, uh, www.mavenreef.com. Uh, most of our stuff's there. We have a, uh, YouTube page as well. Maven roofing. You can go watch a lot of our YouTube videos out there. Talked about shooting shingles. Talked. We do a lot of crazy stuff. So you can look out there. Yep. Do it up and go. Go take some example and shoot some video. Check out what these guys are doing with video. That's awesome. I, I like that. I always encourage people to do that, but it's sometimes hard to get them to do it. So I appreciate you guys setting an example. Um, and I appreciate everyone watching the podcast. It's put on by HookAgency.com. Hook Agency all over social. And uh, have a great day. Thank you, guys. Bye.